You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to a special episode of our Tax Wrap podcast. My name is Annie Nguyen, and I'm pleased to uh, introduce you Scott Lego, Principal Customer Education Consultant at the State Revenue Office of Victoria. Good day, Scott. Good day, Eddie. Thanks for having me. And uh, now, today, We've got a very important uh, topic here. It's all about land tax. And uh, land tax, I understand, has been around for well over 100 years, so almost as old as our organisation, which was established in 1919. But um, more on that, um, we're probably starting to see a couple of the 2017 Victorian land tax assessments being issued at the moment. So this is quite a timely topic to, to talk about, Scott. So, So before we do, let's... Talk a bit, a little bit about what actually land tax is, because I'm pretty sure there's not a there's a few of our listeners who might not know um, what it's about and uh, how it actually works. So, can you give us a quick um, background on what land tax is and when it was introduced? No, as Andy, well, land tax has been around for a very long time, uh, well over a hundred years, in fact. It's not necessarily a well-known tax though, because not everyone pays land tax. It can even appear to be a brand new tax, uh, especially for first-time customers who've never received an assessment from us. The tax itself is on land held in Victoria that is not exempt land and that exceeds a threshold amount. As land values increase over time, the land that hasn't been taxable previously can become taxable over time simply because the value has moved above the, the land tax threshold. Now, as far as thresholds go, for non-trust land, the threshold starts at $250,000, and for surcharge trusts, the threshold is $25,000. So just be aware of the two thresholds there Mm -hmm. uh, for uh, normal taxpayers and trusts. Land tax liabilities are calculated based on the total land holdings as at midnight on the 31st of December in the preceding year. So for 2017, the the assessments we're issuing at the moment, we're calculating land tax based on land held by an owner at midnight on the 31st of December 2016. So, so whilst everybody's getting ready, charging their glasses for New Year's, you're, you're working out valuations for land tax purposes. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Not us personally. There's something happening in the background in our systems that's calculating those land tax assessments on the 31st of December. I know we're talking exclusively about um, Victorian land tax, but uh, can you shed some light on what happens across the rest of Australia? Okay, land tax is a little bit different from payroll tax in that payroll tax is a harmonised tax, that is, that's consistent across the various states and territories of Australia. Uh, land tax is not a harmonised tax, so it does differ from state to state to territory. For example, here in Victoria, your home is generally exempt, but it's not necessarily the case in other states or territories. Sure, so I think it's uh, important to let our listeners know that uh, you need to consult uh, the relevant uh, revenue office in your jurisdiction to ensure that you're are fully compliant um, with your uh, obligations there when it comes to land tax issues. Absolutely, yep. Okay, so what are the properties that are taxable there, Scott? Um, what are we looking at? No worries. So basically all Victorian lands are taxable unless an exemption applies. So everything's taxable unless it's exempt, pretty much. The most common exemptions in Victoria are your principal place of residence, which we've mentioned, and also any land which is used for the purposes of primary production or farming land. Of course, there are certain conditions that need to be met in order for the exemptions to apply, but as an overview, these types of properties are not taxable for land tax purposes. There are also a number of other exemptions available for land used for, say, charitable purposes, uh, residential care facilities, caravan parks, also rooming houses. 
Some exemptions we can apply over the phone, such as a simple principal place of residence exemption. Uh, others, our taxpayers may need to write in. Uh, our website goes through in detail what information is required for an exemption to apply. So I guess in the first instance, customers should refer to our online content for guidance in relation to what they should do. So Scott, when, when does the tax liability arise? So a liability arises when the total value of all non-exempt land holdings exceed the threshold. That's when a land tax liability arises. It doesn't matter what is affixed to the land, whether it's rented or vacant, land tax is calculated on the site value, uh, not the capital improved value, and it's the aggregate of the taxable values of all of those land holdings as at that key determination date, which I mentioned earlier, at the 31st of December. The total taxable value will determine the appropriate rate of tax, uh, which is applied according to the tax rate scales, which are shown on our website. I think one of the things you just mentioned there is, is that um, the, it's calculated on site value and not capital improved value, which is quite an important thing, distinction there to, to note. Yep. So Scott, um, a lot of times people are saying, well, how do you come up with these valuations? I don't think that's what my property is worth. So can you explain to listeners what the process is? Sure thing. So most of the land valuations are done by the councils in Victoria. There's 79 councils and every two years a revaluation occurs where all of the properties within that uh, council are revalued and signed off by the, by the Valuer General of Victoria. The 2016-17 rates notice, which was issued in late 2016, contains evaluations that the SRO will use in the 2017 assessment year and the 2018 assessment year. So we use that valuation uh, for two assessing years. Mm -hmm. Occasionally non-rateable properties require evaluation that is undertaken by the Valuer General, where a property hasn't got its own individual valuation due to, say, consolidation, subdivision, then the SRO will apply a pro rata valuation to the property based on its area or unit entitlement until we get a value in from the council. Mm -hmm. Valuers will also at times issue a supplementary valuation, and this may or may not be applied to an assessment. It will come down to uh, when the value actually returned that value to the council and whether the, va and whether the, uh, the land tax legislation allows it to be applied. So, it Scott, what happens if you know, there's some form of dispute with the valuation. What if I say, well, look, I don't think that's what my property is worth? Yeah, sure. I mean, if, if a taxpayer wants to dispute the valuation on the basis of the issue of a land tax assessment notice, they're certainly within their rights to do so. Uh, objections in this case are lodged directly with the SRO, and then we just forward them on to the relevant rating authority, whether it's the council or the valuer general, as we've mentioned, the uh, two bodies that do the valuations. They, uh, the, the objections have to be in writing uh, and they also have to have uh, supporting documentation uh, to support the objection reasoning. Most importantly, uh, there is a specific time frame, a strict time frame in which the valuation objection has to be lodged. It's within two calendar months of receipt of the land tax assessment notice. Um, so moving on, Scott, um, there's some, been some legislative changes recently and one of those things is the absentee owner surcharge that was introduced back in 2016. Can you explain to listeners, and including myself, um, what this all means? It was, yeah. The absentee owner surcharge is an additional 1.5% surcharge for 2017, and that's on top of the land tax liabilities um, for owners who are absentee. What we mean by absentee, an absentee person is either an absentee individual, an absentee corporation, or the trustee of an absentee trust. 
For an individual to be absentee, they would not be an Australian citizen or permanent resident or hold a special category New Zealand visa, does not ordinarily reside in Australia and have been absent from Australia at midnight on the 31st of December in the prior year or, alternatively, for more than six months in total during the prior year. There is a notification requirement for absentee owners. Uh, they're required to notify the SRO of their status, their absentee status, via the SRO website. And there's a portal available on our website for customers to log in and provide us with that uh, information and also to update their information if they need to. It is a one-off process and for 2017 assessment, absentee owners need to notify us by the 15th of January 2017. So really the surcharge does apply to those uh, who mainly live overseas and may not be uh, living in, in the actual property? That's right, as long as they're not an Australian citizen or permanent resident of Australia. I mean, we can certainly have a situation where a person does live overseas, but if they are an Australian citizen or permanent resident, then the absentee owner surcharge wouldn't apply to that person. Thanks for clarifying that, Scott. Now, moving on... Um are there any compliance activities uh, happening at the moment with the State Revenue Office and what's some of the, what are some of the things that they're looking at in the land tax space? Yeah, I mean, our, our compliance division looks at a number of areas when it comes to land tax, uh, including ensuring the primary production exemptions are valid, uh, properties that are rented out and not being claimed as a principal place of residence, and also whether our holiday homes are being claimed as an exempt principal place of residence when the main residence is actually situated somewhere else. For an exemption to apply, there does have to be a legitimate exempt activity being undertaken on the property. We do do a lot of front-end compliance activities with customers as well, so, so that, the, that our customers and their representatives understand their obligations. If customers do notice, though, any errors or omissions on their assessments, they should get in contact with us and notify us by lodging an amendment request uh, within 60 days. So, Scott, uh, what are the penalties involved as, as well? Because I, I guess that would be a concern for um, those who have failed to do the right thing. Penalty tax can be imposed on tax defaults and notification defaults, and the starting point for the imposition of penalty tax is 25% uh, of the unpaid tax. Uh, the Commissioner may then remit, uh, increase or reduce the rate of penalty tax from 25%, and it really depends on the individual circumstances that are, that are presented. Obviously, we want to avoid the application of penalties and interest wherever possible, and essentially, just you know, our main focus really is on the on customers uh, understanding their obligations in the first instance. Sure. So, Scott, thanks for that rundown. That's a really great rundown as to all the uh, the happenings with land tax and the obligations that people need to be aware of. So, where can I find some additional information there? Yeah, look, Andy, there's plenty of information available on our website. Actually, this year we've set up a specific land tax portal. Uh, that's going to be particularly useful, we think, for our first-time taxpayers. So the address for that is sro.vic.gov.au forward slash land tax. Uh, you know, if a customer uh, or a taxpayer does get an, a, an assessment in the mail and they have got any questions about it, that's certainly a first port of call as well. Also, we can uh, complete a number of amendments over the phone, so um, give us a call as well on 132161. If there is an error or omission on your assessment, uh, we may be able to process that over the phone, so give us a call. Sure. Thanks for that, Scott. And as we noted a little bit earlier, our conversations today are really to do with uh, um, land tax in Victoria. If you do have any sort of issues with uh, land tax in your jurisdiction, please contact your local state revenue office. So thanks a lot for that, Scott. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, 
Thank you, listeners, for being in uh, with our podcast today. It's really great to have Scott uh, uh, enlighten us on some of these issues. Um, uh, Tax and Super Australia are also pleased to announce that we will be working in tandem with the State Revenue Office on a forthcoming webinar, so keep an eye out on the website for that and also in your emails. Um, on behalf of the team at Tax and Super Australia, we thank you for listening and we'll speak to you soon. See ya.